This is Trek FM. The link frequency is open. This is your Trek FM Hyper Channel for Sunday, July 13th, 2014. I'm Christopher Jones, and I have one story for you today. Orsi not a lock to direct Star Trek 2016 after all? Since May, Star Trek fans have been operating under the assumption that Roberto Orsi will be directing the next film set for release in 2016, which is, of course, the 50th anniversary year of the Star Trek franchise. But could it be that we've all taken a rumor as fact? According to Orsi, he is not yet officially involved in the project, and it remains to be seen if he will in fact be sitting in the director's chair when filming begins. Now, I read this in an article over on Collider by Dave Trombor. And back in May, it was reported widely that Paramount had hired Orsi as the director of the next film. I certainly took it as being fact at that time. It seemed to be official. But talking to Collider, Orsi himself said that it's not really the case that the job announcement was only a rumor. I don't know what I think about this. Here's what he said to Collider. He said, well, I don't want to count my chickens before they hatch. The studio has yet to even read the script. So I can't even think about anything about the future. If I'm lucky enough that Paramount loves the script and that we go forward, it'll be because I have loved Star Trek for so long and the idea of having seen one of the best guys in the business direct two of them already. So that's the story right here. So Orsi is telling Collider, look, guys, I'm not the director yet. It depends on the script. He's implying that if Paramount reads the script and says, yeah, we don't really like this, then they would bring in someone else. Personally, I think this is a case of Orsi just trying to keep his own expectations in check. I think that he really, really wants to direct this film. And he sounds a lot like me. You know, the way I operate is that I'm working on things all the time. I have lots of projects going. I have lots of irons in the fire. And and I often have things that are really done. Like I have deals worked out. I have arrangements made for certain things. But they're not actually in action yet. And so I don't talk about them. It's just how I am. I talk about things after they're done. In that case, I'm kind of like Apple especially how Apple used to be, where a new product comes out, they make an announcement, and they say, and it's available today. As opposed to the case that I remember so well, the development of Windows 7, where Microsoft kept telling us they're working on this new operating system, and seven years go by, and they're working on Longhorn, and I'm doing air quotes right now, And we never see anything. And finally, we do get something and people aren't happy with it. And I think one reason people aren't happy with it is that expectations have been building for so long. It's really hard to live up to that. You see that in television a lot as well. You see that in movies. You see it in books. Anticipation makes your expectations unrealistic sometimes. And so I I feel like Orsi may be 
a lot like me in this respect and how he's viewing this. It's something he really, really wants. It's something he's been working towards for a long time, and he doesn't want to jinx it. He doesn't want to, as he said, count his chickens before they hatch. That's my reading of it. I don't think that Paramount is going to say, you know what? We don't want you to direct after all. You know what? We don't want Payne and McKay to write this story. It, we're in July 2014 right now. 2016 is the anniversary year. This movie is slated to drop in the summer of 2016. There's not a lot of time to start over from scratch. Plus, I think they're going to write a script that the studio is going to like. I think they're going to write a script that the fans are going to like. So I don't really put much stock into this. I I imagine in the coming week, we're going to be hearing a lot of this. Maybe Orsi's not the director. I'm probably going to be seeing a lot of tweets from people rejoicing that maybe Orsi's not the director. But yeah, I don't think there's much to this personally. I think that he is the director. I think Paramount is settled on their decision. And he's just downplaying things to keep himself in check. But let me know what you think. Do you think there is really a chance that Orsi won't direct the next film? Or, as I say, is this just Orsi trying to keep a level head? Let me know what you think. You can find me on Twitter. My username is C Brian Jones, the letter C and Brian with a Y. And I'm also on Facebook, facebook.com slash C Brian Jones. And feel free to hit me up over there on Facebook as well. Now, I told you I only had one story for you today, but I lied. I actually have another story, and this is what I mentioned in yesterday's show that I've really been working on the past few days, and was a project that I'm excited about, and I was hoping I could tell you about it today. Well, I am going to tell you about it today, because we just did the final cut. You know about Star Trek Axanar. I've talked about it here on the show before, and of course, I have had Alec Peters, and I've had Richard Hatch on my other shows to talk about it, and... Star Trek Axanar is an independent production that tells the story of the four years' war between the Federation and the Klingon Empire. It builds upon Garth of Izar, who is actually Captain Garth prior to his meeting with Captain Kirk. And if you've seen Whom Gods Destroy, then you know the story of Captain Garth. And if you haven't, go watch it, and you'll find out what the basis of Axanar is. Now, we don't really know much about the Battle of Axanar or the Four Years' War from the television series. But it was fleshed out a little bit in a game. And Alec has fleshed it out even more. And in Prelude to Axanar and the full-blown Axanar feature, we're going to be learning the story of this conflict that really threatened to tear apart the Federation. It was a pivotal moment in Federation history where pressure from the Klingons really threatened the future of the Federation. But Captain Garth's victory was the pivotal moment that allowed the Federation to evolve into what we came to know it as in Kirk's era and onward. Prelude to Axanar, which a trailer has been out, and it's it's amazing. And if you haven't seen that, be sure to go over to StarTrekAxanar.com and watch the trailer. But Prelude to Axanar is a lead-in to the full feature, and it's told in a really unique way 
as if it is a History Channel style special looking back at the war. And San Diego Comic Con is coming up here later this month, and Prelude to Axnar will be premiering at San Diego Comic Con. Now, here is where my involvement comes in, and this is what I've been working on. To keep fans informed on the production of Axanar, what they've done with Prelude, what they're doing with the full film, and maybe things to come if more comes in the world of Axanar, Alec Peters has teamed up with me and with Trekka Film to launch an official weekly podcast. So, yes, as if I didn't have enough shows already, Now I have another one, but I'm really excited about this one because I think it really, you know, when we do our podcasts on Trek FM, we're typically talking about stories that have been around for years and we're helping fans explore those stories in new ways and to look at them from new angles. And we're trying to help the wealth of material in the Star Trek franchise thrive and, you know, continue to live on. But in this case, we're using the podcast format for something else that I believe it's perfect for, which is to follow a production in progress and to actually bring fans and bring community in to be a part of that so that they can actually experience the creation of Star Trek. And Axanar is produced on such a high level It has an all-star cast, Richard Hatch, Kate Vernon, Michael Hogan from Battlestar Galactica, Gary Graham from Enterprise, J.G. Hertzler from Deep Space Nine, Tony Todd, who has appeared throughout Star Trek as well. Just, it's fantastic. And of course, Alec is playing Captain Garth himself, and Tobias Richter is working on the visuals. There are so many other super talented people involved. It's really interesting to hear from these people, their own thoughts on developing and being a part of a project like this. And this podcast, which is the official podcast of Star Trek Axanar, will feature behind-the-scenes discussions with cast and crew, as well as news updates on production. Now, Alec and I are co-hosting this podcast together, and we'll be joined each week by different guests. In episode one, we're joined by Christian Gossett, who is known for his work on Star Wars comics and, of course, his own comic series, The Red Star. Christian also is the creator of Darth Maul's double-bladed lightsaber from The Phantom Menace. And Christian collaborated with Alec to write the stories for Axanar, and he's also directing. He directed Prelude to Axanar, which people will see at San Diego Comic-Con. And we talk about the background of Axanar. We learn a bit about Alec's lifelong fascination with Garth, some of the original stories that he wrote long ago, and what it was like to flesh out these stories together. And then in the second episode, Alec, Christian, and I are joined by famed Star Trek writer David Gerald, who of course wrote The Trouble with Tribbles, to talk about the Axanar script. This podcast will drop on Sundays, and it will be available through all of the usual Trekka Film sources, and episodes will also be included in the Trekka Film Master Feed. So be sure to tune in and find out what's happening behind the scenes firsthand from those involved. I'm really happy to be a part of this. I really appreciate Alec asking me to do this show with him. And I hope you all enjoy it as well. So keep an eye out for that in all the usual places. 
and follow us on Twitter and Facebook as well, and you'll know exactly when new episodes come out. And to learn more about Axanar, be sure to go over to Star Trek Axanar.com. That's A-X-A-N-A-R. And let me know, what do you think about Axanar so far? After you watch the trailer, let me know what you think about the story, what you think about the production, and if you're excited to see the full movies. Well, I have three new shows for you today in the Network Update. Very busy weekend. There is a new episode of Continuing Mission in which I'm joined by Dan Thill to talk about his film project, Star Trek Futures, which is a lost era type story that fills in an important gap in the lives of two key next generation characters, Beverly and Wesley Crusher, and it's set aboard the Enterprise C. Interesting, right? Well, tune in and find out why that's the case. There's also a new literary Treks where Matthew, Dan, and I, that's Dan Gunther from Trek Lit Reviews, discuss Scott Pearson's new e-novella, The More Things Change, which is the story of Spock and Christine Chapel just after the events of the motion picture. Oh, and also, Audrey Dax plays a key role in this story. Matthew and I also discuss the first issue of IDW's Q Gambit comic, So tune in and find out what we think about that. And then the third show is the one I just talked about, the first episode of Star Trek Axanar, the official podcast. So watch for that one as well. You'll find all of these in your feeds if you subscribe to the individual feeds for Continuing Mission, Literary Treks, and the new Axanar podcast, or to the Trek of Film Complete Master Feed. You can also catch it through your favorite podcast sources, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spreakerswell, BlackBerry, SoundCloud, we're all over the place. And you can also stream or grab the RSS link from our website. By the way, while you're at those places, if you're in iTunes or on Stitcher, don't forget about our reviews promotion. Go and review Hyper Channel, review all the other shows that you listen to, and even review the master feed. And you can do that in iTunes and on Stitcher. And every review that you leave will get you an entry in our drawing for some great Star Trek prizes. Go over to trek.fm slash review for all the information. And after you leave your review, you'll need to go to that page, trek.fm slash review, and complete the form there to get your name in the drawing. Well, that's our look at the news for today. If you're streaming Hyper Channel from our website, remember that you can subscribe and have it delivered straight to your phone or your tablet or your desktop. And you can also get it in the Trek of Film Complete Master Feed. I'd love to talk to you about the stories that we discussed today. You can find me on Twitter. My username is C, Brian Jones, the letter C, and Brian with a Y. I'm also on Facebook, facebook.com slash Jones. So hit me up there. And also you can find the network in all these places. On Twitter, our username is TrekFM. On Facebook, we're at facebook.com slash TrekFM. On Google+, we have a community. We have forums at trek.fm slash forums. And we also have a contact form, trek.fm slash contact. And that comes to me by email. Well, thanks everyone for listening. I hope you've had a great weekend and I'll be back tomorrow with some more stories. Until then, go watch some Trek. Trek.